Welcome to the Nick Spade Podcast, you're, you're, you're. home of the zestiest, most researched takes in a blunt worth of time. Three Nick's Addicts, Dougie Fresh, what's good? What better way to wish our wonderful, wonderful co-host D-Boy a very, 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 very wonderful happy birthday than with a Julius Randle 44-point isolation, turning over both shoulders, hitting threes, jab step, masterpiece. Yeah. Happy birthday, D-Boy. How you feeling? I may be one of the only Knicks fans that hopes KP has a great career, and I don't really blame him for leaving. I blame Dolan, Phil, and Steve fucking Mills in that fucking order. Do you bang with Yanis? Uh, that's who I blame for KP leaving is his brother slash agent. The Uncle Dennis of this situation. And I wish I wish KP well as well, even though I'm a sad Knicks fan, Monty the saddest, but I can't hold ill will. Final score, New York 117, Dallas 109. Walt Suit, not here. Him and Breen had the night off, and we got fool's gold Oof. in Richard Jefferson's yikes performance. Brutal. But Julius Randle showed up to defeat his hometown team, so there's that. Quick hits coming! Quick hits! A satisfying Mavs revenge game. Let's give out these trophies. The Kaiden Randall, who's your daddy most valuable player, goes to our first all-star since KP, Julius Randall. He dropped a ridiculous 44 points, his third game in a row with over 30, and should be the first Nick to win most improved player in franchise history. The Lou Gehrig Iron Horse Award goes to RJ Barrett, who scored 24 points in 46 grueling minutes tonight and has not missed one single game all season long. Canadian bacon. The two nickels make a dime every time trophy goes to the magical Luka Doncic and his season high 19 assists. Cry more, Luka. The Pat Riley, once a Nick, always a Nick award, goes to the 7-4 unicorn from Latvia, Kristaps Porzingis. In his two games against New York this year, he shot an abysmal 20% on his 15 attempts from deep, despite averaging 18 points and 10 boards. And the sad stat of the game? Frank, Obi, and Quigley's combined minutes tonight did not equate to the 23 Alfred Peyton played on his way to six points. This day in Sad Nick's history, April 16th, 1995, Chicago 111, New York 90. John Starts and Patrick Ewing combined to go 8 of 27 for an abysmal day at Chicago Stadium. Tony Kukoc and Scottie Pippen combined for 49 points and 15 assists, showing how dangerous point forwards could be. Michael Jeffrey Jordan came back to haunt the Knicks once again, but new twists this time. Number 45. Working against Cleveland, they clear out the entire left side for him. Spins into the middle, tough shot. Randall handle, got it. Yeah, they, they, when, they, when your team clears out everything for you, you've got 39. One for your 41st point of the game. Reggie and the Pacers. 
Tim Hardaway and Alonzo Mourning in those pesky heat. The insurmountable Bulls, whether MJ was in 23 or 45. The Knicks have had their share of rivalries. Nowadays, there seem to be two real ones. The first, the Brooklyn Nets, who we are fighting for the keys to the city with, even though that fight is like 96 Tyson fighting 2020 Nate Robinson. The second, the Dallas Mavericks. The rise and fall of KP's Knicks career and the trade that ended it have cemented the Mavs as our nemesis. We will only see them twice a year, but for those two games, there will always be a playoff atmosphere and meaningful bragging rights on the line. So, the question becomes, as Luka ascends towards best player in the league, is this rivalry here to stay? Rivalries go as far as who's on the team at the time. We don't really hold the Pacers in that high of regard because Reggie Miller has walked out of that door. And with the Dallas Mavericks, when Luka's gone, when KP's gone, when Julius Randle's all gone, these things won't matter as much. What I am really looking for in this balance sheet between these two teams is those conveying first round picks so we can really determine how much of a grudge we should have on KP. The reason why this this rivalry still exists to the extent that it has over this really short sample size is because KP represents the last arguably boneheaded, toxic, ridiculous, awful move that our front office has made on record. And once we can extinguish the memory of that horrible, horrible move and say to the world, listen, we have a leader in Julius Randle who on his grumpiest day doesn't bitch half as much as Luca Pretty Boy Doncic. We might be onto something here as a franchise. We might be turning the page from that toxic era from which KP asked out. So Julius Randle and Christos Porzingis are now forever linked through the trade, through the leadership of their teams, through their roles, the fact that they play the same position. So how do you see their values in comparison to each other and with what they mean to their respective teams? KP is ancillary to Doncic brilliance and low key Julius Randle's one season of brilliance is ancillary to RJ's full development within the league. So whoever complements these better younger players is going to end up being more valuable when the whole ledger sheet is all done. RJ came in and spelled Randall. We needed every minute of Randall that we got tonight, but RJ played almost the entire game and had a brilliant fourth quarter. So that connection, that level of chemistry, the word that always comes up on our show, was on full display. And that's what the Mavs are missing. I'm not blaming Luka. I'm not blaming KP, who seems to be on his own planet sometimes with this team. But they do not have that togetherness. They have the talent in Dallas, but they don't have the togetherness that we have. I'd argue they don't have the talent, and neither do we. We are actually talking about two middling squads that don't have enough to get over the hump in either of their conferences. And the only player here who can actually make an argument to get into the context of greatest of all time or greatest of their generation is Luka Doncic. And he is young, he is on his way up, and he's already doing shit that nobody has ever seen. So with that being said, I want to talk about Tim Hardaway Jr. Because Tim Timmy is the unsung part of that trade And honestly, I can't think of a player that I miss more from that trade in this lineup now. 
how badly do we need that kind of knockdown shooter? Rivers run deep with Knicks fans. But I mean, it's very interesting watching the Mavs because you see a guy, Tim Hardaway Jr., that was miscast on the Knicks for multiple years because KP was gone. He had to be the lead scorer. You see him in a different role as a third or fourth option. He looks a lot better. KP not having to be the star, the face of the franchise is an interesting dynamic between that and the Knicks where he he had to be the first guy up. He had to be the leader. The truth is we won't be able to answer the question of who wins this trade, of who the better team in this rivalry is for years. That has to do with the 2023 and the 2021 draft picks and where they actually land. You know, because right now what we basically traded for was a half a season of Wesley Matthews and DeAndre Jordan and a half a season of Derrick Rose and three quarters of a season of fucking Dennis Smith Jr. You got to break things down to build them back up again, my friend. Luka Doncic. Come to the Knicks. Reverse Chris Stapps this shit. I know it probably won't happen, but as a desperate Knicks fan looking down the barrel of a Julius Randle, DeMar DeRozan, double barrel shotgun of despair, I don't know how many decades of semi-irrelevant mega incompetency we can handle. Luca is a straight up blunt of the most fire fire, laced with just a dollop of PCP to touch the gods. There are passes that are magical, step backs that force stumbles, and the vision of eight shamans. The garden would give standing ovations, rose petals would fall in front of his feet, and dinner is on the house forever. But you know what? Stay with Dallas. They know what they're doing. They've won a championship within recent memory. We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait, and never forget... Frank Nilakina is shooting 46% from three this year to lead the Knicks. Knicks.